हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय प्रभुपद 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 शैल प्रभुपद जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जय हम विष्णुपाद परम हम सपरिवर्जकाचार्य स्तोत्र सतासी श्रीमती डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐ सी भक्ति वेदांता स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की श्री श्री गौर नित्याय की श्री श्री राधा वल्लभ की श्री श्री जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुधरमाई की अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की गौर प्रवंदन दे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओ 
नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्ण सो टुडे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर नंबर फाइव व्हिच इज एंटाइटल्ड एज प्रहलाद द सेंटली सन ऑफ हिरण्य कश्यप एंड वी आर रीडिंग टेक्स्ट नंबर सिक्स सो सेवन पॉइंट फाइव पॉइंट सिक्स श्री नारद उवाच श्रुवा पुत्रगिरोुवा पुत्रगिरोुवापक्षित जहासबुद्धिर्बालाहासबुद्धिर्बालाधीये परबुद्धिबिधीये परबुद्धिबिधीनाद उवाच श्रुवा पुत्रगिरोत परापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्षापक्
परापक्षा समाहिता जहाँ सबुद्धिर्बालाते परबुद्धि श्रीनारदवाचा श्रुवा पुत्र गिरोदैत्या श्री नारद नारद मुनि सेड श्रुवा हिरींग पुत्र गिरास्ट्रक्टिव वर्ड्स ऑफ हिस् सन दैत्य हिरणकशपु परपक्ष ऑन द साइड ऑफ द एनिमी वॉट इज परापक्ष जस्ट रिमेम्बर दिस ऑन द साइड ऑफ द एनिमी परापक्ष बिकॉज दैट्स वॉट प्रभुपाद विल एलोब्राइट ऑन सो विल फोकस ऑन दैट परापक्ष ऑन द साइड ऑफ द एनिमी समाहिता फुल ऑफ फेथ जहासा लाफ्ट बुद्धि द इंटेलिजेंस बाला ऑफ स्मॉल बॉयज भिदते इज पोलूटेड परबुद्धि बाय इंस्ट्रक्शंस फ्रॉम द एनिमी स्कैम ट्रांसलेशन एंड पोपोट बाय शिलर प्रोपात की ट्रांसलेशन नारद मुनि कंटिन्यूड When Prahlad Maharaj spoke about the path of self-realization in devotional service, thus being faithful to the camp of his father's enemies, Hiranyakashipu, the king of the demons, heard Prahlad's words and he laughingly said, "Thus is the intelligence of children spoiled by the words of the enemy." Okay, purport. Hiranyakashipu, being a demon, would always consider Lord Vishnu and his devotees to be his enemies. therefore the word parapaksha on the side of the enemy is used here hiranyakashipu never agreed with the words of vishnu or krishna rather he was angered by the intelligence of aivaishnava lord vishnu lord krishna says sarva dharman parityajja mam ekam sharanam raja give up all other duties and surrender unto me but demons like hiranyakashipu never agree to this therefore krishna says namam duskritino mudha prapadyante naradama maya apartha nyana asuram bhavam ashrita those miscreants who are grossly foolish lovest among mankind whose knowledge is stolen by illusion and who partake in the atheistic nature of the demons do not surrender unto me bhagavad gita 7.15 The asura bhava, the atheistic nature, is directly represented by Hiranyakashipu. Such persons, being mudha and naradhama, fools and rascals, the lowest of men, would never accept Vishnu as the supreme and surrender unto him. Hiranyakashipu naturally became increasingly angry that his son Prahlad was being influenced by the camp of the enemies. He therefore asked that saintly persons like Narada not be allowed within the residential quarters of his son, for otherwise. Pralad would be further spoiled by Vaishnava instructions. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Yananjana Shalakaya 
ಚಕ್ಷುರುನ್ಮಿಲಿತೀನಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಾಶತಾರಿಣೆ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೂನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಯದ್ವೈತಾಗದಾಧಾರ್ ಶ್ರೀವಾಶದೀಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಓಕೆ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಅವರಿವನ್ ಸೊ today you know in this episode of shrimad bhagavatam we are looking at bhakta prahlad's education we have in melbourne bhakta prahlad classes there's a lot of bhakta prahlad classes yeah and there's just so many kids every year it seems to be increasing and increasing and there are so many multiple different different forums for different different age group as well so that is very nice you know to have that especially you know for us in melbourne uh, when children are giving given all those kind of education unfortunately in my time i didn't have that <laughs> all i was taught you know is that two apples plus two apples is four apples you know like those kind of things you know and then later on as i grew up then the darwin's theory and so on and so forth but our children are very fortunate because they are krishna sent you know to this bhakta prahlad classes but this bhakta prahlad who of course is going to become prahlad maharaj later on uh actually he is already prahlad maharaj at this point in time at the age of 5 you know he is also going through his schooling system and that is what bhagavatam is telling us what kind of school he went through when his grace gorang darshan prabhu was here you know actually he was sitting here only uh, in one of his lectures he said and it clicked with uh, resonated with me he said that prahlad went to the school of atheism and his teachers were sanda and amarka you know so very very atheistic school why because the school that prahlad went to you know things taught to him was of no value in fact it's quite contrary to what we are supposed to be learning and what you know our scriptures are to tell us hmm? he was learning from our point of view as devotees you know we are not even interested in dharma artha kama and moksha we are interested in bhakti hmm? this four purusha purusha arthas given in the vedas devotees are not even interested in that in prahlad's case is not even dharma artha kama and moksha what he is taught is adharma kama and artha hmm? so complete uh, reversal of what a child should be learning but our prahlad is different you know he was not interested in any of these things that his teachers was were teaching hmm? the teachers were completely atheist of course they were teaching for monetary gain just as in the modern education system no offense to the you know uh, lovely teachers but they also teach because of monetary remuneration vedic times the teaching was not like that you know it was knowledge flow and in reciprocation there could be some guru diksha but not you know on a fortnightly or monthly paid basis but what to do such is the so called fabrication today that is kind of unavoidable of course unless you come to our temple you know and come to so many classes that are pretty much free you know apart from some printing cost and all the other things but pretty much free so these two teachers you know they were paid teachers teaching atheism uh, against you know the uh, will and desire of prahlad hmm? 
So in their brain, you know, they had their two brains, the left and the right brain, the Sandar and America. But in their left brain, there was nothing right. And in their right brain, there was nothing left. So pretty empty, you know, hologram. You know? And this is what they are teaching. So at one point in time, you know, our Hirinakashapu, you know, he was uh, like a father. You know? Welcome Prahlad on his lap when he's coming back from his Gurukul. And he's putting Prahlad on his lap and he's going to, you know, nicely cuddle Prahlad and all that, being the father, of course, naturally. And he asked Prahlad a wonderful question. You know? Tell me, Prahlad, what have you learned in the school as the best subject? Now, what do you expect? Hirnakashapu to hear. Because the teachers are from him, he is naturally going to expect what he has already, you know, the curriculum that he has sent. Not you know, Australian curriculum or Indian curriculum, but Hirnakashapu curriculum. That's what he's going to hear. So he is anticipating that. But to his utter uh, wonder hmm, and astounding reply, Prahlad gives that the best subject, my dear father, is that one should give up all this family life and dedicate oneself to Lord Vishnu. How do you think Hirnakashapu is feeling at this moment? Furious, infuriating, yeah? But there is one solace. He's feeling infuriated, but he thinks for now, at this point in time, yeah? We kind of know Hirnakashapu, Prahlad Maharaj pastime, yeah? But at this point in time, he is angered, but he laughs. Hmm? Why does he laugh? Why do you think he laughs? and doesn't like chastise or punishes Prahlad too much. He just laughs, smilingly. Why? Volunteers? Chota bacha. Chota bacha. Small kid, anybody else? He's a fool. Hmm? So why does he smile? Let's let Bhagavatam answer that question, because all of us read it. <laughs> so I just wanted to see who caught it. Now let's read it out. Yes, Mataji? He's not worried. Who? Hirinakashapu or Prahlad is not worried? He's not worried. Why? Because? Yeah. Okay. He's maybe not worried. Let, let Bhagavatam answer that question again. So let's hear the translation again. Yeah. Now capture this. Narad Muni continued. When Prahlad Maharaj spoke about the path of self-realization, what is the best subject matter? The path of his spiritual realization. No? Take to bhakti, in devotional service, in bhakti. These words would be infuriating Hirnakashapu at the moment, yeah? Because this is the doctrine that doesn't relate to, he doesn't relate to. Thus being faithful to the camp of his uh, father's enemies. Faithful to the camp of the father's enemies means, so Prahlad's father is Hirnakashapu. Hirnakashapu's enemy is Lord Vishnu. Uh, and who is faithful to Lord Vishnu? Prahlad. No, so you get that English grammar. Yeah? So being faithful to his father's enemy. So Prahlad is faithful to the enemy of his father, which is what? Para. Remember the word we had to learn? Para Paksha. No, Paksha means side and Para Paksha means the other side. Yeah? So Prahlad is on the other side. It's like almost, you know, uh, what example? Like my son, you know, he supports Australian cricket team. Being born Aussie. So when I first took him to the cricket match, you know, like not that we devotees go to cricket match these days too much, but in any case, when I took him, there was something going on a long time ago, and he said, I support Australian, and that was like, I was wonderstruck, you know, because, you know, <laughs> we grew, grew up from another cultural background. So he's ABCD, Australian-born confused Desi. 
Whereas I'm Pakadesi, you know, like that. So, no, it was, I was always struck, you know, with the history. And that is fine, there's nothing wrong with him, right? He's born Australian, so what to do? But here, Prahlad Maharaj is born devotee. Actually, he's even devotee before his birth. <laughs> In the womb only he's a devotee. So he's on the side of Vishnu. But Hiranyakashapu cannot tolerate it. So he's saying, be faithful to his father's enemies. Hiranyakashapu, the king of demons, heard Prahlad's words. What were the words? Bhakti. And he laughingly said, so that's what I was asking you, why did he laugh? He laughingly said, thus is the intelligence of children spoiled by the words of his enemy, of the enemy. So he is suspecting that actually it is not so much of Prahlad's fault, so I'm not going to, you know, rebuke him or, or punish him or chastise him. The problem is from somewhere else. Somebody is... Uh, brainstorming him. <laughs> Prabhupada had the same problem to face in the Americas. Yeah? Somebody said no, to Prabhupada that you are brainwashing. And Prabhupada said, what's the problem? Their brain is so dirty, let's wash them. So here the same thing is going on, you know. Harina Kashapu is thinking that Prahlad is being brainwashed. And of course he's not being brainwashed. Yeah? So then, uh, so Harina Kashapu laughs. And then he says, Prabhupada writes in the purport, I'll read this again. Not the whole purport, of course, but Prabhupada writes, He therefore, he is Rena Kashapu, the last sentence, yeah? He therefore asks that the saintly persons like Narad, Narada Muni, not be allowed within the residential quarters of his son. So ban the teachers who are coming to Prahlad Maharaj, perhaps secretly, and giving him all Krishna Katha. So he wants the teachers to be banned. So he wants his own teachers, Jisanda Namarka, to be the teachers and not anybody else. So that's why he laughs. Later on what happens, you know, fast forward another time, I'll actually come back to this only. So then what happens, Prahlad goes back to his school, Hiranakashapu is kind of alert, but not super duper duper angry at the moment. And then Prahlad goes to his camp and then his teachers catch him. You know, sometimes when the students are naughty, the teachers catch him outside. Of course, Prahlad Maharaj is not being naughty. But the teachers catch him to say, Prahlad, you sit down, you know. This is what not we have taught you, mate. Where did you learn all this from? You, Vishnu is supposed to be our enemy. And you are saying that surrender to Vishnu is everything. Where do you get this bogus theory from? Tell us what's the source of your information. So tricky teachers, yeah, no, kind to indirectly get the news from Prahlad that what's the cause of his uh, going in the Parapaksha side. So Prahlad says, enemies, Pandita Samadharshinaya Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahmane Gavihastini So Nichaiva Swapakecha Pandita Samadharshina. So Prahlad is Pandita Samadharshina. For him, there is no friend, there is no enemy. His father who is so uh, unfavorable to him, even Prahlad doesn't see his father as an enemy. How on earth can he see anybody else as enemy? So Prahlad says, who's the enemy? Everybody is the son of God and I don't have any enemies. What are you talking about? How do you think the teachers are feeling now? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you know, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> Send him to detention center. So then they put him under some kind of rigorous curriculum, you know, to say, let's you know, get Vishnu out of his mind. And then put, you know, Hirinakashapu is the supreme personality of God. But Prahlad is not flinching. Why? Because Prahlad's devotion to Krishna is saturated with love. It's just so condensed condensely saturated that nothing else can penetrate his mind apart from Krishna. Hmm? Like Prabhupada gives in the Nectar of Devotion the example of the iron rod. Hmm? You take an iron rod like this 
and you pour water on this, this is probably not iron but some kind of metal, you put water on this, it's not going to penetrate through. Why? Because the, um, the molecules are so packed tightly together that there is no space for water to penetrate. What we speak of water, even air cannot penetrate. Hmm? But you put water on this, everything will be absorbed. Why? Because the molecules are not condensed. So Prabhupada writes in Nectar of Devotion that our mind is like that, you know. If we can make our mind compact with Krishna like the iron metal, then the power of Maya will not be able to penetrate through. Nothing, it will all just come, it may come, hit and then bounce off or rolls off. You know how the water sometimes falls off some of the leaves, you know, like that. So it will touch because we are in the material world, so the influence of material nature may touch us, but it's not going to penetrate through. It will just bounce off and that's Prahlad. Whereas, you know, if we are not like Prahlad, then when something attacks us, then it penetrates. And how much it penetrates depends how compact is our Krishna Bhakti. The more we compact it, the better for us. You know, we are immunized. Covid was attacking everybody, but if we are immunized, then it may get through our system, but it will also flush out. Yeah, otherwise it could be very, very fatal. Hmm? So like, so Prahlad is unflinching. Then, uh, then, then they persisted to say, "Well, tell me who your enemy is, you know, because Prahlad, otherwise you will be in danger. Your father will be, you know, again more angry, so on and so forth. So tell, tell us." But Prahlad. Insists, you know, that he doesn't have any enemies. You know, everything is everybody's children of God. This is the same thing that Lord Kapila tells Mother Devahuti in Srimad Bhagavatam. Titekshvaka Runikaha Suradam Sarvadehinam Ajata Satrava Santa Sadhva Sadhubhushanam. So Titekshva, so what is the symptom of a devotee? What are his characteristics? No, he is Titikshva. He is tolerant. So Prahlad Maharaj is tolerant. Titikshva. Karunika, he is very compassionate. Prahlad is compassionate even to his teachers who are demons and to his father who is the king of the demons. So very, very compassionate. Titikshva Karunika, Suhradam. Suhrad means, you know, Hird means heart and so Hird means that who is very close to your heart. So the devotee takes everybody as their friend and of course Krishna is the best friend. Suhradam Sarva Dehinam, Sarva Dehinam, everybody is the friend. There is no enemy. And then, Ajata Satrava Santa. Ajata Satrava. Satru means enemies. No? And Ajata Satru means he has got no enemies. So devotee has got no enemies. No? So that is his characteristic. So Prabhupada writes in the purport then, you know, the, about this Parapaksha. Hmm? Prabhupada says that <clears throat> Hirina Kashapu was always on the other side of the camp. Why? Because he was an enemy of the Lord, you know. He took the Lord as an enemy, maybe better phrase like that. Prabhupada says then, who are not Lord's enemies? You know, who doesn't? So Prabhupada writes, those who rebel against the Lord are on the enemy side. And those who don't rebel against the Lord and take him as the master are on the Lord's side. And Prabhupada quotes this verse in there. Not the full verse, but Prabhupada quotes half of the verse. Sarvadharman parityaja mamekam sharanam raja. So Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 18.66 that, you know, abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. No, I will protect you from all kind of sinful reactions. Do not fear. Hmm? So those of us who get to that stage, so, uh, abandoning everything and just doing Krishna Bhakti, that is in Krishna's camp at the end of the day. Hmm? But before we get there, no, let's just track ourselves a little back at our level, at our sadhaka level. You know, to become pure devotees, first we have to become devotees. <laughs> no? To develop us, you know, pure devotees means what? A selfless 
relationship with Krishna. To be able to develop a selfless relationship with Krishna, we first have to develop a relationship with Krishna. You know? So we wind ourselves back to be something more practical. And then don't wind too much back, <laughs> because then you are getting into the territory of Hrinakashapu. And what is that territory? Let's maybe start from there, you know, because that's what Prabhupada quotes. Let's go to Hrinakashapu's territory, those who are there. Then come back to like kind of, you know, at the middle ground, let's say, and then the gradual process of perfection to Sarvadharma and Parityaja. So for some time, let's just zoom into this, yeah? So Prabhupada quotes, Namam duskriti no, let's recite this maybe together, yeah, because Prabhupada quotes it in the purport. Namam duskriti no mudha, Prapadiyante naradhama, Maya apartha jnana Actually it's Maya apartha jnana Asuram bhavam ashrita So let's break this down. I mean we know this, most of us know this, but, but let's just refresh it you know, from our Bhakti Shastri days and all that. So there are, Krishna tells Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita that there are four kinds of people who do not surrender unto him. Prapadyante means surrender, prapad, you know, surrender. So there are four types of people who do not surrender unto me. And who are they? The mudhas. Hmm? Let us break it down. Namam, so duskriti, no. Hmm? Kriti means um, qualities or characters, no. And duskriti means the bad characters, no. And we'll contrast it with the, the favorable people as well in a minute, yeah. So let's just zoom into this duskriti, no, the unfavorable people. And they are what? Namam duskriti no mudha. So first is the mudha, and then prapadyante naradhama. Second is the naradhama. Then maya apartha jnana. That's the third one. And ashuram bhava ashrita. So ashuram, four types of people, yeah. So the, uh, so the mudhas are the animalistic people, you know, like mudha is an S, you know, like an animalistic mentality people, personality. So that's mudha. Then there is Naradhama. Nara means human beings and Adhama means lowest. You know? So the lowest of the human beings. And then Maya Apartha, you know? Nyana. Nyana is knowledge and Apartha means to live, you know, to be to be stolen. So whose knowledge is stolen? And then the Asuras, you know, the demons. These are the four types of people who do not surrender on to Krishna. Now scientists say, you know, that the universe is made up of protons, electrons, neutrons. But they forgot to mention that it is also made up of morons. No, like Hirinakashapu and Sandar and Amarkar and all that, you know, teaching, you know, garbage. And actually, unfortunately, is also the case in the modern education system, yeah? Like, I reflect on what I was taught and most of the things are not actually even important to me. And the kids are being taught, our children, our devotee kids are really, really struggling with Darwin's theory, <laughs> taught in the, in, the, in the schools. The men came from monkey, our children cannot relate to it. Huh? No, <laughs> we are just so crystal clear that there is a supreme creator behind everything and that is Krishna. And for our children, which especially Bhakta Prahlad children who have been uh, so convinced you know, with, this fact, with this simple fact, it is very absurd for them to hear that we came from monkeys. It just doesn't reconcile with them. It's just not possible, you know. One time, you know, a child went to his mother and said, Mommy, you are saying we are coming from Krishna, but Daddy is saying we came from monkeys. Who is correct? And the mother said, both of us are correct. I am talking about my side, and Daddy is talking about his side. <laughs> 
50-50 genetic, you know, made up. So, Prabhupada said, yes, we, do, we actually men do come from monkey, you know, because we may have been monkeys in our last life, because according to our karma, we may have been monkeys, or we may have been reptiles, aquatics, whatever, you know. And in the next life, we may also become monkeys, you know, <laughs> especially the, this Namam Duskritana Muda are coming to become monkeys only. Hmm? But the fact is that the origin, the genesis is Krishna, you know. Darwin's theory is about the big, you know, or the Big Bang theory, for example. You know? It all started with the explosion of the gas, or the gases. You know? Prabhupada said, where did the gas come from? <laughs> Who exploded the gas? Bhumi rapo anulo vayo kham mano buddhi re vacha. So, Bhumi rapo anulo vayo kham. So Prabhupada said, guess comes from Krishna. Krishna tells us in Bhagavad Gita that these eight elements come from me. So even if the, even if Big Bang explosion is to be ex, to be explored, where is the guess coming from? And that's coming from Krishna. No. And then uh, Newton's theory, yeah, the apple gravity gravity apple fell down, and he started fascinating himself. Why did the apple fall down? Why did the apple fall down? The whole education is teaching this only. Why did the apple fall down? Because there is gravitational force. But the spiritualist thinks different. Where did the apple come from? Forget about falling, you know, let it fall wherever it's falling. Whether it's falling up or down or sideways, what difference does it make? Just take the apple and eat it. But be grateful that where did the apple come from? It just came from a small seed. Where did the seed come from? Apple. My goodness. Where did the apple come from? Seed. Where did the seed come from? Apple. Now, such a fascinating recycling process that Krishna has uh, created. And the only time it is spoiled, when there is a human intervention. Otherwise, the nature will keep producing apples. You know? Now we are not interested in apples, of course, because we want apple products. iPhone, you know, iPad, no, I, ahamkar, you know, ahamkar, my car, like that. So, so you now all these things are already there, you know. Prabhupada says, you know, so the origin is Krishna, and that is what. Uh, so these are the animalistic fool is the point we were making. Yeah, people whose mind are lost because a lot of times we hear about human rights. We say, you know, people want human rights, you know. What are they actually fighting for? At the end of the day, the human rights, according to the modern definition, is about eating, sleeping, mating, and defending only. They want enough so that they can eat. They want enough so that they can mate, they can defend, and then they can sleep. But actually, you know, if you analyze it, the human rights, the today's human right is nothing but animal rights. Because animals also do those four things, and maybe a little bit more peacefully, compared to us. No, we can't sleep properly. The moment there's a small knock, and then, the, then the spouse says, you know, there's a thief in the house or something, please go and check the doors are locked. You know, especially in the western suburbs, because burglary is rampant, you know, it's a very, very sad situation. So like that. So we can't pe sleep peacefully, but the animals sleep peacefully. They don't have any problems in the forest. They don't need thousand, thousand dollars of beds to sleep. So, you know, for them, their rights is, again, only uh, intruded when human beings, you know, violate and enter the forest and whatever, because otherwise they are nature, they are pretty happy in their habitat. So we are fighting for human rights. So what Prahlad is saying to Hirnakashapu, that actually the essence of human rights is what? To understand who we are, and what is our goal? And that is the science of self-realization, the path of self-realization. Now he tells Hirnakashapu. So, Prahlad also tells Hirnakashapu later in Bhagavatam, you know, uh, quoted this verse actually, Matirna Krishna parato satova mitho bhipadyeta grihavratanam adanta gobhir nishitam tamishram puna punascharvita charvananam. So, Prahlad says that Matirna Krishna parato satova. Matir, no? If our mind is not dovetailed into Krishna, no? Into thinking of him by 
three things. Matirna Krishna parato sato va mitho. So parato sato, so para means others. Swa means your own self. So if our mind is not inclined towards Krishna by somebody else's inclination and preaching and inspiration and all that, and if our mind is not inclined towards Krishna by our own inspiration, or if our mind is not inclined towards Krishna by the combination of the two, mitho vipadhyata, then adanta gobhir vishitamta mishram. Then we are unfortunately, sadly, gliding towards tamishram, you know, towards hellish condition of life. If our mind is not dovetailed into Krishna. Puna, punascharvita charvananam. So what we are doing is puna, puna, again and again and again, chewing what has already been chewed. Like in India, you know, when we chew on the sugar cane and then we just spit it out. And then somebody comes and then tries to chew that sugar cane that has been spit out. Well, there is no juice left there because it's already chewed. But material enjoyment is like that. Prahlad tells us that we are achieving what the juice has already been extracted. So what's, what are you going to gain out of that? The real juice is in Krishna, in Bhakti. So Prahlad tells Hiranakashapu to do that. And in our case, you know, we have this experience, we have these realizations, you know, that for most of us who have been coming to Krishna consciousness you know, regularly and, and, and making the advancement, you know, at the pace we all can, we have that experience of Krishna in our life, correct? No, we see his hand in our life, you know, especially in times of uh, trials and tribulations, you know. We see that somehow or the other, you know, when we are distressed or when we are uh, going through some anxiety, you know, we see that, you no, know, it is there for a purpose. Hmm? A pure devotee apparently suffers. Hmm? A devotee also apparently suffers. And those who are not devotees also suffer. You know? So some suffering all, always comes on everybody. But... Hmm? The realization is different. Hmm? When the devotee suffers, hmm? the devotee sees the suffering as the blessing of the Lord. I have been put in this calamity at the moment and I am pretty sure that Krishna has got a plan for me. And the plan is that through this, Krishna will purify me. He will bring me closer to him. Prabhupada writes in Bhagavatam that, you know, again in India, you know, when we, we don't walk bare feet here, right? <laughs> but in India we do. So when we walk bare feet, sometimes, you know, the, the, the thorn pricks our feet. And how do you remove the thorn? You just pluck out another thorn and then use that thorn to remove the thorn that has pricked our feet. Yeah? So use a thorn to remove the thorn. So similarly, when, when, we, when we are put through, you know, uh, troubled times, it is firstly a token reaction of our karma, past karma. Krishna minimizes it and gives us a small dosage. And out of that, Krishna puts it us in a, such a way that he knows that it will inspire us to come closer to him. In times of difficulties, a sincere devotee becomes more devoted to Krishna. And in times of difficulties, a, a person who is not sincere becomes more insincere. So see the, the reciprocation, the, 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 yeah, the response is different. In sincere devotee, we become more sincere. Insincere, we'll become more insincere. A lot of people will say, oh, where is God? You know, why has this happened to my life? I was going to the temple once every year. Every Diwali without fail, I have gone to temple. Why has this happened to my life? Well, what about the other 365 days? <laughs> Krishna is not an annual visit, yeah? Krishna is a daily visit. 
nanosecond visit, like that. So yeah, so they'll become insincere, you know, people become more sincere, so on and so forth. So I was saying that, so, and then why do pure devotees apparently seem to be going through tough times? Krishna again puts them into those kind of difficulties so that Krishna can teach us that when we are pure, no matter what, our devotion is unflinching and he wants us to come to that stage. And we have got so many examples, even in our modern times, yeah. We see so many of our spiritual masters who are aging and going through apparently hardship, you know, in terms of their physical body. But their dedication is just ever sweetly increasing. And that's the lesson. And that inspires us, you know. That just inspires us to say, you know, if they can, then so can. Otherwise, if there is no examples like that, then what will happen to us? To say Krishna, now we were following so much, we were chanting so much, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. We were doing so much of seva, so much of sadhana. Why did this happen to my life? Well, look at the others. It's also happening in their lives. Even Bhagavatam and Ramayana is full of examples. Prahlad Maharaj himself is an example. I don't think any of us would go through the difficulties that Prahlad is going through. No, His own father is, you know, uh, hell-bent on killing him. His teachers are teaching, not uh, teaching him absolutely rubbish. He is being tortured, he is being poked, he has been burned, he has been fried, toasted, roasted. But his devotion is saturated. So what is our problem? Nothing compared to Prahlad. Mother Sita, she is the daughter of a royal king of the world. And she is married to a person who is supposed to be the next king. He is the prince. That's what she got into when she married. But what is she going through? Feet, uh, uh, bare feet, walking into the jungles, facing the ferocious animals, eating simple fruits. No Ekadashi pizza. There was no pasta and pizza in Chitrakut. There was only you know, fruits and nuts and berries and maybe some vegetables. That's all. But she's happy. Why? Because the mind is saturated with Lord Ram. The, ro- the, the opulence of the royal Ayodhya does not penetrate her mind. That is puna, punas charvita, charva, nanam. That is useless. All she wants is Lord Ram. Bharat Maharaj, again back to no, Ramayana. KK did all this orchestration just so that Bharat can ma- become the king of the world and Ram be banished to the forest. And when Bharat comes, what does he say? I don't want this. Where is my Lord Ram? Why? Because the mind is saturated with Lord Ram. The, the opulence of Ayodhya does not entice him whatsoever. And then he rejects it. I don't want this palace. If my Lord is sleeping on the ground in the forest, I am going to dig a bed that is lower than the earth. So he digs into the earth, lowers himself down and then sleeps on the kusha grass. We want our bed to be raised, right? <laughs> and on top of the bed there should be a spring mattress. No? And then still we complain of neck ache and back ache. <laughs> but here, what to speak of Ayodhya? No, they reject all the opulence. All they want is service to the Lord. So Bharat is doing that uh, self-induced tapasya, austerity, because the love is so strong. So it doesn't affect. So, in our case, I was saying we have those experiences. You know, We go through troubled times. No, we can see others going through troubled times. And then we can see non-devotees also going through troubled times. But all of this should inspire us to get closer and closer to Krishna. There was another verse that, Bhaktir Pareshanu Bhav Viraktir Anyatra Chaisatrika Eka Kalaha Prapadyamana Yathas Nathashus Tusti Pusti Sudapayo Anughasham Let's explode this verse, yeah? So, Bhakti Pareshanu Bhav Viraktir 
three things happen when we come to devotional service. When we come to Krishna consciousness, three things happen. Bhaktir, Pareshano Bhav, Viraktir. Bhakti, our devotional service goes up. Hmm? Our bhakti goes up. Anubhava. Anubhava means experience, realizations, that goes up. And then Viraktir. Viraktir means detachment. We get detached from things that are not favorable to Krishna consciousness gradually. Remember, I said to become pure devotees, we have to become devotees first. Yeah? So, Bhaktir, Pareshano Bhav, Viraktir. What are the three? Bhaktir, Anubhava and Viraktir. No? Devotional service, love of God, experience and detachment from material things. Happens Trikala Eka. Trikala Eka. Three means three. Three means three, right? <laughs> what else can it mean? <laughs> Eka means one, Kala means time. So these three things happen simultaneously when we come to Krishna consciousness, just as Tusti, Pusti, Shubapayo, Anugasha. Three things happen when we eat food. I'm not talking about excretion for now, just when the food goes in. Yeah? Three things happen simultaneously. What are the three things that happen when we eat food? Have you, have you ever eaten food? Yeah? So can you tell me what three things you experience when you eat food? Satisfaction? Nourishment, somebody said, yeah? Satisfaction happens, nourishment happens and? Feeling? Feel the food, yeah, okay. So when you feel the food, what happens? You want more? Dil mange more? What happens then? Yeah, which is the nourishment, yeah? Let's say, nourishment, energy, yeah? So, tusti, pusti, sudapayo, anugasam, so tusti, we get uh, uh, satisfaction, pusti, we get, we get the pleasure of eating, hmm? and we want more and more until no, we are saturated. Chaitanya Janaprabhu was giving this example, when we see gulab jamun, then we take one gulab jamun and eat, then we pick up another gulab jamun and eat, then we pick the third gulab jamun and eat, then we pick the fourth one and eat, then the fifth one we eat, then we say, you also eat, no? <laughs> Why are you just looking at me? You also eat. <laughs> because by that time, the satisfaction has come, right? Initially we said, just leave the whole bucket here. Nobody is, this is my territory. I'm the gulab jamun master. You know, nobody comes to me. But in uh, material world, you know, in economics we learn, no? what is it called? The uh, law of diminishing return. Any economist? Yeah? Law of diminishing returns. What does it mean? So if you were to plot a graph, material enjoyment, initially it just explodes, exponential increase, goes like this. And then it plateaus, and then it starts dwindling. So one gulab jamun here, so this is the cave, yeah? One gulab jamun, two, three, four, five, six, ten gulab jamun, um, graph is back to zero satisfaction now. <laughs> so tusti, pusti, and then sudapaya onugashan, which means eradication of hunger. Because you are no longer hungry, right? You eat because you are hungry. Sometimes, a lot of times we eat when we are not hungry as well, right? <laughs> you see, prasadam is like Mahaprasade Govinde. <laughs> so, but eventually the eradication of hunger, hunger is there. So just this nourishment, pleasure and uh, eradication of hunger happens simultaneously with the biting of every morsel of grain. Similarly, bhakti, experience and Viraktir, detachment from material enjoyment happens trikala eka, simultaneously with every time we come to Krishna consciousness, like that. So, talk about intelligence for a few minutes and then we'll pause there, right? Prabhupada talks about intelligence. So let's read this verse for the third time. Not the full verse, but just to get the essence. Prabhupada writes, 
or narrates, translates. When Prahlad Maharaj spoke about the path of self-realization in devotional service, thus being faithful to the camp of his father's enemies, Hirinakashapu, the king of the demons, heard Prahlad's words and he laughingly said, we now know why he laughed, thus, and now let's focus on this last line, yeah? thus is the intelligence of children spoiled by the words of enemy. So, 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 so two things, you know, Hirinakashapu laughs because he thinks, Bacha, somebody said in Hindi, you know, he's only a kid. And then he knows that, you know, it's a, it's a kid's intelligence, you know, which is not matured at this point in time, you know. Uh, with experience, of course, we all matured as we go, yeah. So, not so matured, small kid, ignore his words. That's how he's thinking. Hmm? And then Prabhupada talks about intelligence. Hmm? So, let's, let's just talk about five minutes with about intelligence. Now, what is, the, wh what is intelligence and why, what role it plays in our bhakti and how do we compare and contrast it to our mind? Krishna tells us in Bhagavad Gita, you know, that in the order of hierarchy, you know, the lowest of all that is matter, which is dead, it is unanimated. So matter, higher than matter is senses, higher than senses is mind, higher than mind is intelligence, and higher than intelligence is the soul, because the soul is spiritual. So let's just talk about the mind and intelligence for some time, yeah? The way we as devotees should operate, hmm, our intelligence, at our initial days, let's say, our in can somebody get a chair for Mahatma Prabhu, please? Or oh, there's one chair behind you, uh, Mataji, so maybe just pass on that. Hmm. So our intelligence has to be strengthened so that when there is a competition between mind and intelligence, the intelligence should you know, win until, of course, we are all fully devotees, in which case, you know, it just doesn't really matter because mind and intelligence are both dovetailed to Krishna. But maybe take two steps back. The, the issue that we face, and definitely, you know, the non-devotees face, is that our mind at the moment, remember these words, our mind at the moment, it is stronger and swifter than our intelligence. And therefore, disciplining ourselves become very difficult. For example, take a smoker. Even a smoking person knows that you know, smoking can cause, is injurious to your health. Can cause cancer. I mean, packet pain, you know, like it's in front of the packet only. <laughs> How hard is it to understand that for anybody? But why do they smoke? And let's not be so condemning to the smokers only. You know, there are so many... Uh, uh, so many temptations that we also have that we are not able to give up. For example, I have a problem with eating too much sweets. I'll embarrass myself, you know, I just can't resist when there is ice cream, for example. But recently I have tried to control, <laughs> just to give me some encouragement. So like there are so many temptations, you know, whether it's ice cream or it's chocolate or it's uh, alcohol or meat eating or smoking or opposite sex or cinemas or cricket or whatever it is, you know, those temptations are there. A lot of times we knowingly do it. So the question becomes, why do we knowingly do it? The answer is, is that our mind is stronger and faster than our intelligence. Now when we turn it around, if we make our mind stronger and faster than, if we make our intelligence stronger and faster than our mind, then we are winning. So then what will happen, now put, in, put a phenomena in place, right? Let's say there is, um, again, cigarette, no? For the, for the non-devotees. So when the mind tells them to smoke, 
they are tempted and captivated by their desire out of of course their habit and they just indulge in the smoking because what has happened here the mind is faster than the intelligence but if the intelligence was faster than the mind then the intelligence will say i know it's captivating i know you are fascinated with this i know you are want to indulge in this but you are also analyze this is not good for you firstly it's expensive thirdly it's killing your own self who wants to kill their own selves you can't be such a rascal don't smoke you know so then the intelligence says overpowered and outraged outraged and overpowered the mind now same thing for us as devotees you know whenever there are temptations in life whatever it be if we can make our intelligence stronger hmm, then our mind then we have got that let's say you know the minute second or whatever that time period is there between the analysis it's a quick analysis right it's almost simultaneous analysis but if we can just make the my intelligence stronger then we have got such chance that's why krishna says that intelligence is higher than mind in bhagavad gita mm-hmm. okay uh otherwise what will happen when when uh, so i was about to say so how do we strengthen our intelligence is the question and how do we stre- how do we purify our mind is the question because when both are stronger in bhakti mind and intelligence then it's a win win situation <laughs> but if the intelligence is higher and the mind is not then at least it's a win lose situation but if both are weak then it's a lose lose situation so we at least want to be in a win lose situation if not in the win win situation yeah so how do we make it stronger krishna again tells us in bhagavad gita that you strengthen your intelligence through scriptural study so when we read bhagavad gita when we read uh, shrimad just maybe move little bit up so we can create some room for uh, we we only go we'll we'll only go for another few minutes just find yourself a space we'll no uh, show there our new guest to the temple thank you so so when 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 we, so how do we make our intelligence stronger by by doing scriptural study you know by reading shrimad bhagavatam by reading bhagavad gita by enrolling in different different courses you know by by reading you know we strengthen our intelligence and how do we mind our, make our mind stronger of course by taking darshan of the lord you know looking at nice deities photos chanting chanting is mantra man entra you know so that purifies our mind so that's that is something that we can work on so devotees are of course very careful you know they are very intelligent and their mind is also dovetailed to krishna probably just hold on for one second if you don't mind i'm about to conclude then i'll take questions and comments yeah so and then how do we do this lord kapil again tells mother devahuti in shrimad bhagavatam you know where do you find that association where these things can be discussed krishna katha which from which you can get experience bhakti and detachment so lord kapil tells madadevauti satam prasangan mama virya samvido bhavanti ritkarna rasayana katha tadjoshanadaswapavarga vartmani shraddha ratir bhaktir anukramashyati so satam prasangan mama virya samvido satam prasangan do the sangar of pure devotees because in the association of pure devotees what happens satam prasanga mama virya samvido samvad means discussions discourse you know so in the discussion of my devotees krishna katha is happening so take the association mama virya samvido bhavanti hrit karna rasayana katha so bhavanti it will lead to what hrit karna rasayana katha so hriday you know in your heart it will touch you it will purify your heart purify our heart karana our ears will hear something that is a spiritual sound vibration hit karana rasayana the juice so now we are not chewing the sugar cane that has been chewed and spit out we are chewing the sugar cane that is full of juice 
एंड डेड जूस इज कृष्ण कथा नो सो भवंती हृत कर्ण रसायन कथा तद जोशनाथ आस्वपवर्ग वर्तमानी जोशनाथ यू नो देन यू हैव द एंथ्यूजियजम टू कम टू मी एंड देन वॉट विल हैपन इन अवर लाइफ तद जोशनाथ आस्वपवर्ग वर्तमानी श्रद्धा रतिर भक्तिर अनुक्रश में थ्री थिंग्स विल हैपन थोड़े लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स आर अबाउट थ्री फॉर सम रीजन्स आई डिन प्लेन लाइक दैट ट्रस्ट मी बट आई एम नाउ थिंकिंग दैट लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स आर थ्रीज good things come in threes normally we say it comes in pairs yeah but today it has come in threes by krishna's arrangement it's so shraddha ratir bhakti so shraddha in association of devotees like this the roaming mic i can use that for some oh it's working now yeah it's it's back on now yeah Did I lose you for some time on this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's back on now. Okay. We are plugged to Krishna. When we are not plugged into Krishna consciousness, then nobody will want to hear us. And even if you shout, nobody will hear us. But when we are plugged into Krishna consciousness, then it's very, very vibrant. Yeah. Prabhupada gives the example of the flame hmm? and the spark. As long as the spark is plugged into the fire or connected to the fire, it is bright. But the moment the spark comes or you know disassociates detaches itself from fire gradually it just dwindles and becomes invisible so we are like that spark of krishna when we are connected to krishna then we are all very you know uh, very jubilant and very happy but when we detach from krishna then we are that lost spark which has got no spark like that yeah so so, so shraddha ratir bhakti ranu krishmiti karmishyati so we get shraddha then we get ratir ratir is the taste and then we get bhakti we get the love of godhead so association of devotees is very important so in parlat's case his association has has initially come from narad muni who has given him krishna consciousness even before birth so you can see the power of a pure devotee like narad muni transforming somebody in the heart of in the womb of a mother like parlat maharaj and now because prahlad maharaj is such a pure devotee he is able to influence the atheistic teachers like sandai namarka and the other children around him because of his uh, purity of his intent you know he is able to influence that so like that now then i'll leave you with this sweet verse you know about uh, we talked about mind and intelligence yeah we'll leave you with this sweet verse from mukundamala about how the mind can be dovetailed into thinking of krishna yeah कृष्णीय पदपंकजपंजराथम आदमे विशतुमसराज हंस प्राणप्रयाण सफवाटपिथवरोधन विदु स्मरण कुटस्ते ब्यूटिफुल प्रेयर सो वट इज वट इज बींग सेट हि दैट कृष्ण तदीय पदपंकजपंजराथम ओ कृष्ण तदीय योज पदपंकज यो लोटस फीट ओ कृष्ण इन यो लोटस फीट पद पंकज पंजरांतम आदव मे विशतु मानस राजहंसा सो जस्ट इज द स्वान लाइक्स टू टेंगल इट सेल्फ एंड कोइल इट सेल्फ इन टू द स्टेम ऑफ द लोटस फ्लावर सिमिलरली ओ कृष्ण आई वॉन्ट टू टेंगल एंड एंड टोइल माई माइंड इन टू द लोटस इन टू योर लोटस फीट सो आई वॉन्ट माई माइंड टू बी एब्जोर्ब इन योर लोटस फीट जस्ट इज द स्वान इज एब्जोर्ब इन द स्टेम ऑफ द लोटस 
बिकॉज अदरवाइज वॉट विल हैपन प्राणा प्रायाण समय कफ वाट पित प्राणा समय नो वेन एट द टाइम ऑफ डेथ इफ आई डोंट डू इट नाउ एट द टाइम ऑफ डेथ वेन माई कंठा वेन माई थ्रोट नो इज चौकिंग विद म्यूकस एंड बायल देन एट दैट टाइम आई नॉट बी एबल टू रिमेंबर यू कुटस्ते स्मरणम कुटस्ते वॉट इफ आई एम नॉट एबल टू रिमेंबर यू देन ओ माई गोड इज गोइंग टू बी डिजास्ट्रस सो ओ माई डियर स्वीट लोड प्लीज help me so that i can meditate and think and and relish your memories your your katha the devotee association the prasadam everything about krishna consciousness please help me get to that stage and this is a beautiful prayer that we can also all imbibe in our life oh my krishna please engage me in your thinking in your feeling and in your willing you know please help me become a devotee so that one day we can become pure devotees no? to become a pure devotee we first have to become devotees okay i'm going to pause this here it's quarter to 9 and i'm happy to take any questions and comments mahatma bro you had you wanted to make a question or just say it from there and i'll rephrase it for the audio audience uh, for the online audience you can you can just say it bro i can hear you Okay so the question for the online viewers is you know that you know other than chanting visiting holy places of devotees taking darshan of the lord they are to engage our mind in thinking of the krishna the question already has the answer in it we yeah absorption of krishna the answer is already in your question and i'm saying this very carefully because there is no need to develop anything else shraddha ratir bhakti ranukramishti you know when we take to krishna consciousness seriously we will have faith that whatever prabhupada has given us is already enough there is absolutely no need to manufacture anything on our own who are we to manufacture a, manufacture all the other other ways and then to say okay maybe this will help this will help it can there's no doubt you know i'm not arguing with that it can help us there will be other things that inspires for example for me personally speaking reading shrimad bhagavatam inspires me you know because i like philosophy the reason i came to krishna consciousness especially i don't come from a very pure no very religious background the reason i like krishna consciousness is because of philosophy it's absolutely astounding just never ever thought before reading prabhupada's books that there could be so much logic in our scriptures everything is an answer and for once i had more answers than the number of questions i had <laughs> before reading prophet's books i had so many questions and they were not in answers or answers that were not convincing to me and then i gave that up when i started reading prophet's book to say oh my dear prophet you've got so many answers i can't even come up with the question <laughs> so sometimes when others ask a question in a class like this i'm like oh my god yeah this is a good question i wish i could also think but i just know that somewhere there is the answer and over time you know we give up looking for so many answers because we we are convinced that only one answer matters which is krishna consciousness the rest is all in the details we have seen enough examples of our spiritual masters his great gorang darshan prabhu recently you just look at him and he is a living bhagavatam like what else do we need in life and what does he do to advance he chants he reads he preaches takes krishna prasadam associates with devotees that's all we need to do prabhu so i would strongly encourage not let's not try to invent new new things if you if you spontaneously can come up with something that attracts you good 
Anything favorable to Krishna consciousness should be accepted. What's that verse? Anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam. Hmm? So anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam. So reject whatever is not uh, favorable, accept everything that's favorable. So develop your own if you need, but best is to just stick to what Prabhupada has already given us. We are already struggling to chant attentively. What's the need of developing more things? Yeah, just focus on chanting attentively. That should be enough. That is all. That is all that is required, chanting attentively. And we are not able to do it. Yeah, bro? Is that satisfies you? I know you didn't ask for yourself. You are asking to generate a discussion. Uh, but I wanted to emphasize on it. Anybody else? Yes, Sivya? Okay, nice question. So, Sevier has asked, you know, that uh, in Prahlad's case, he was full of knowledge, so he knew what is right and what is wrong, and he could differentiate between the two. In our cases, sometimes right and wrong seems to be, you know, there's, an, there's a shade of grey. Sometimes right things look wrong, <laughs> and sometimes wrong things look right. How do we differentiate? Oh, it's a learning experience, Sevier, you know. Uh, you are lucky because you are guided by devotees, and, and of course your parents who know what is right and what is wrong. But it, it, it's an experience that we go through. A lot of times, you know, uh, mistakes can be made. Hmm? Falling down is not a problem. Staying down after falling is a problem. Hmm? We fall down, it's not a problem. But staying down after falling is a problem. You know, a child learns to walk how? Did you just get up and start walking like, a, you know, like, a, like how animals do? No, because you stood up and then you fell, then you stood up and then you fell, and certain times, you know, your mummy held your hand to say severe walk, you know, and then with a little bit of stabilizing here and there, then eventually you start walking. But to walk, we had to fall. It's a learning experience. How did, uh, what's his name, Thomas, Thomas Edison, right? He invented bulb. Yeah. How did he invent bulb? How many steps did he take to invent bulb? 10,000 steps. He made 10,000 attempts before he invented bulb. Otherwise, we won't have, oh, we might have by now, but at that time there was no light. So 10,000 steps. And when the reporters asked him, how on earth did you try 10,000 times? How did the, how did, you know, with so much of failures, how did you keep going? Where is the resilience coming from? Where is the determination coming from? And what was his response? He said, I didn't fail at all. He said, I invent, just look at his response. I invented bulb uh, uh, with 10,000 steps. There was no failures. Every step I was learning. Every step I was learning. Every step I was learning and improving and improvising. And then eventually there was a success. So he didn't even see it as a failure. So what is perceived by us as a failure to him is was a step up, step up, step up. How do you climb thousand steps? Now in Danirong Rangers there is thousand steps. <laughs> How do you climb thousand steps? Well you climb the first one first, yeah? And when you're tired, you slow down. So, what is right and wrong, philosophically speaking, is already in our scriptures. Now, Prabhupada has elaborated it, emphasized us, given us so much of clarity that what is right, what is wrong. The bare minimum, you know, is the chant for chant 16 rounds. That's the right thing. And do not indulge in the four you know, obnoxious things. That's our regulative principle. 
So that is the bare minimum of right and wrong. If we can just stick to this, everything else, no Krishna will give us the intelligence to understand. These four regulative principles are like the Lakshman Rekha, back to the Ramayana again, for those of us who know, you know. So when Mother Sita was alone in the forest, and this deer is captivating Mother Sita, and Lord Ram and Lakshman ran after them, then Lakshman draws something which is probably prominently known as the Lakshman Rekha, you know, the four walls amongst the ashram, uh, around the ashram, and tells Mother Sita not to step out of the Lakshman Rekha. And that four lines is exactly what Prabhupada has given us in the terms of the four regulative principles. But the moment we step out of one of them, then we are in danger. Just as Mother Sita was in danger, the moment she stepped out. Till the point she was inside the Lakshman Rekha, Ravan could not touch her. She was fully protected. Of course, she is Supreme Personality of Godhead, but just for the purpose of the Leela. Till the time she was within the bounds of the Lakshman Rekha, she is fully fine. But the moment, and, and Ravan cannot enter that Lakshman Rekha. Both sides protected, double insurance. Inside is protection, outside is Ravan. And there's only a one thin line that's protecting the two. That's the four regulative principles. But the moment she stepped out, she is separated from Lord Ram for years. So our case is the same. The moment we will step out of the Lakshman Rekha or step out of the four regulative principles, then we are separated from Krishna for some time. So best is to stay, minimum is this, you know, stay within the four regulative principles. Chant at least 16 rounds. That will save us. And everything else Krishna can take care thereafter, if we are sincere. Anything else? No? Satisfied? Eradication of hunger or increasing hunger? <laughs> At the moment there is increasing hunger, right? Let me eradicate your hunger by sending, you know, sending all of us to the Prashadam Hall. Ganatra Srinivad Bhagavatam Kejya Srila Prabhupada Ki? Aye.